What about the children who experience handicaps and poverty and illness and disease? Thinking about them seems to throw a wrench into our belief of personal manifestation. We don't see how they could have manifested what they're experiencing, so we push the thought to the back of our minds. But the answer is there, staring us in the face, and I hope to point to it in this video. But to fit all I need to fit into these two videos means that I can't gently sneak up on my points. So I hope you forgive me, but I'm going to have to hit you with them one after another. And so you may want to watch this more than once, because there are a lot of topics being tossed around in here that we may need to go into more deeply at a later time. And we will. But the first and most important point I hope you can carry away from this video is this. Anytime you have a question that you can't see the answer for, know that this is a sure sign that you hold beliefs regarding that question that are inconsistent with the truth. Your beliefs are blocking your view. But the good news is, all you must do is release these incorrect beliefs and the truth will begin to move forward in your mind on its own before I even open my mouth, like water being released from a dam. And in the case of children, the incorrect belief that is blocking your view is simply this. We think that they are new, but not one of us are new. Yes, bodies are new concoctions, new configurations, but the captain steering that new little vessel is as old as the seas of time, and the vessel is custom made. But we are eternal. Now, when I say eternal, I'm not talking about what is commonly called reincarnation here, because what I have come to know about our continuation is a good bit different than the beliefs that are commonly held today. And we should indeed go into that, but that's another video for another day. For now, just know that you are indeed eternal. So, how do these unfortunate things occur? I can see at least four ways. Karma, collective experience, hidden beliefs, and loss for gain. Now, karma is another topic we need to go into more fully because it's a man-made chain that we can easily snap. It is not some mysterious law following us around and dispensing divine justice. Karma is your own hand, or rather mind, in action. It is self-induced retribution that we drag behind us from what we see as one lifetime to the next. And it may be one way that someone manifests these conditions into their life. The second way is through the collective experience. This is a huge topic that most are still foggy on, but it's the missing link in explaining other big questions. And so no doubt we'll go deeper into this at a later time. But for now, just see that collective experiences can arise through our association with groups. For example, the finger by its association with the hand may experience what the hand experiences. The third way that they can manifest undesirable conditions is simply through an inaccurate or unwanted belief that they aren't consciously aware of. 
just like we've discussed in earlier videos. They may have accumulated things on their bottom shelf that they aren't aware of, and these things may be the reason behind what they are bringing forward. And yes, this is true, even as newborns, because we must remember that even though bodies may be new concoctions, our awareness is eternal. It never truly stops, and it never starts new. So everyone you meet is a continuation of someone on their journey, including the child or disabled person. So there are no age restrictions on manifesting our reality, and it wouldn't matter if there were, because we are ageless. Each of us are a continuation of an eternally evolving song. The fourth way we may manifest these things into our life is through loss for gain, and it isn't as unusual as it may sound. Here's a couple of examples we've all witnessed, perhaps even experienced directly. Childbirth is the first example. Women willingly participate in childbirth over and over again, despite life-threatening situations and pain. They willingly suffer so that they may bring forth more love. But this loss for gain event has a short turnaround, and we see the results. We see the baby born, and we see the mother forget in an instant what she went through to manifest this newborn. But how would we feel about childbirth if we were forced to witness the woman giving birth naturally, but never saw anything come of it, and the story just seemed to end there, with the woman pitifully writhing in the grips of hard labor? What would we think of childbirth then? It would be the most horrible, senseless, brutal thing, something that should be stopped without question, wouldn't it? And with good intention, we would no doubt launch countless campaigns to attempt to prevent it, or at least provide some relief from it, because from our perspective, we could only see it as bad. And this is how we may be looking when we see poverty and handicaps and disease. Because from our perspective, it may seem that there could be no redemptive reason for any of it. And so we do what we can, and we wring our hands in despair that what we do never seems to be enough. But we can't see the whole picture. But if loss for gain is the case, then there is something to gain there. Something that we aren't necessarily privy to, because we don't necessarily see what they bring forward from it. That may rest in what we view as another lifetime. But please, don't miss my point here. I'm not saying that we should just pat these poor deers on their back and tell them that they're bringing it all on themselves for a reason. No, that's preposterous. If you are present in the life of someone who is experiencing a handicap or disease or unfortunate situation, know that you are not witnessing this by accident. There is something for you to see there, usually something for you to do. Sometimes it's just to unconditionally support that person in whatever path they seem to find themselves in, to be there for them and with them as they see what they came to see. And I know that what I'm pointing to here won't slide down smoothly for some of you watching this video, but if that's true for you, you must realize that to disagree is to believe in a world ruled by random luck and reckless misery, a world of vengeful gods and hapless circumstance. 
Do any of us here inquiring today really believe that? I don't think you do. Please join me in part two for the conclusion of Expanded Perspective.